Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to 10 Minute Takes. Justin said he had to uh, step out of the studio for a second. So 
so yeah, the Cowboys, uh, they, they beat the Giants 19-3. to They're going up against Denver this week. Zeke is cleared to play. But the NFL wants this suspension served. Now, they didn't do it with Brady. They didn't do it with Brady because you know they didn't go this far into the depths of hell to try to, uh, you know, put put Brady like oh my God we're putting Brady out now they did they put him down eventually Brady appealed it NFL said nope you're doing this four games but Brady was also caught red-handed I mean they had evidence of this happening there's no evidence of domestic violence happening in the Zeke case okay he wasn't charged the lead investigator says I I recommend no games there's nothing here so the NFL you know, basically, this isn't this isn't a court case for is Ezekiel Elliott guilty of domestic violence. This is a court case for should the NFL be able to suspend somebody for whenever they feel like it. That that's all that they're fighting for here. They're not fighting for the rights of Ezekiel Elliott. They're fighting for the rights of the NFL to you know sort of impose their power whenever they see fit. That's what this whole court case is about now. Domestic violence. And that's the shame of the whole thing because domestic violence is sort of out the window now. The whole idea of domestic violence and, and is out the window now because this is about the power swing. This is about the tyrannical NFL government that they have right now. And, and if the NFL is able to basically just do whatever the hell they want or if you know guys who do things you know, are part of, or, who, or who don't do things – are punished adequately. Tell me this. Brian Cushing fails a substance abuse <laughs> policy for the Texans. He gets 10 games. There's evidence of that. Ezekiel Elliott gets six games when the lead investigator he's, recommends He's zero. a multiple. He's a multiple, uh, like, get in trouble dude. Like, that. He, I feel like he gets suspended for roids almost every three seasons. It's almost like every time he's about to fall out of his prime and become just an old middle linebacker, he roids up and then gets in trouble and misses half the season. That's not – he is a repeat offender. That is not Cushing's first offense. But No, I know who that. Gives a, who gives a crap about that? We're going to beat up on Zeke and make an example out of Zeke. And it's like, dude, I, I don't know. I just – I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, I get why because – America's yeah. team and he's America's quarter I mean running back and blah 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 but it's like dude you had this opportunity with Brady you didn't take it and now you're trying to bury Zeke yeah you know it, it's more uh, when you stepped away for a minute I guess my point was that this isn't about domestic uh, excuse me this isn't about domestic violence anymore this is about the NFL being able to do what it's they want it's a pitching contest it, yeah, basically the NFL saying no, we 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 said Zeke suspended, and the court saying, well, there's no reason to suspend him. Oh no, but we want him suspended. Yeah, but there's no evidence behind it. Yeah, but we want it. Okay, but you can't always get what you want. Yeah, well, we want it, and it's in the CBA. It's in the CBA. It's in the CBA. Okay, sir, but there's no evidence. Yeah, CBA, CBA, CBA. That's what they're hitting him with right now. Is that they're saying that the players agreed to this agreed to the tyrannical power of Roger Goodell by signing the new CBA. So that's what they're falling back on right now. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, we will see what happens. I mean, you know, six games, not the end of the world. If it does end up happening, yeah, it's going to suck. 
but he's a young guy. It's not like he's an aging superstar and, you know, whatever. So, But either way, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. Jumping into this, NFL week, week one recap analysis. And I'll tell you, the only thing I realized from week one, besides how much the NFL front office sucks, the only thing I realized from week one, the Cincinnati Bengals are really, really bad. And, you know, I was thinking about this last night. Do you think it's – I mean, I know they got they got problems all over the offensive line. You know, you can't name one offensive line. Dude, they the got problems everywhere. I don't know if well, you remember well, he, back when we did – remember when we did our blow it up segment? They were my number one team. They just had to sell everything off, fire their head coach, and move the hell on. Well, well yeah, well, that was my question because, like, I know they got offensive line issues everywhere. Uh, they've scored now nine points in two games, 28 nothing the first game, 13-9 loss last night to the Texans. Yeah, they've got A.J. Green. Yeah, they've got uh, Tyler Boyd, who was a healthy scratch last night. Yeah, John Walsh, this a rookie from Washington. Yeah, they've got the three-running back system in Gio Bernard, Jeremy Hill, and now this mixing kid who's going to be good. It's not doing well, my anything question is, for you. Well, my question is, based on what I've seen the past two games, is it time to part ways with Andy Dalton and maybe draft your next franchise quarterback for Cincinnati? Oh, my God. I mean, then, it's time to part a- a- ways Andy Dalton with everybody. Is regressing. Yeah. Andy Dalton is regressing quickly. I, I Listen, if you take away A.J. Green's, like, phenomenal over-the-middle-of-the-field catch last night in double coverage, that's an interception by Dalton. And then they literally probably don't even have, like, I don't know, over, like, 150 passing yards. A.J. Green, I don't know if you remember, he caught a deep one for, like, 60 yards over the middle in double or triple coverage. It was just a go-get-it ball that was severely underthrown by the Red Rocket. And it's like, dude, I'm I'm sorry, man, but, like, you don't got it. Like, that – bastard is trying to do everything he can to be a relevant NFL quarterback and he is not he is so average he he's so bad that they're literally comparing Eli at his worst to Andy Dalton Andy Dalton is becoming like a fucking a laughing you know piece he's 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 more than anything people are just saying Oh, this quarterback when they're they're playing like Andy Dalton like he's going to become a household name for just garbage quarterbacks like, it is over, dude. Like, I'm sorry, but Marvin Lewis, it's it's time to go, bud. You've had more than enough. You've been there for, like, two whole regimes of quarterback and wide receiver duos. Not many coaches get to do that. He was there for freaking um, Carson Palmer, Ocho Cinco. They had Carson Palmer, Ocho Cinco, and T.O. When T.O. wasn't washed up yet and they couldn't do shit. I'm sorry, people, but Marvin Lewis is a garbage coach, and this is going to have a little something to do with either our next topic or the one after that, but I'm saying a little bit of his skin color has to do with his job security. I think that for the longest time, he was the only African-American head coach in the NFL, and Cincinnati did not want to be the team to fire that guy and make it a complete whitewash. Now, all of a sudden, you've got an African-American head coach in Denver. You've got an African-American head coach in uh, – who was it? Uh, it was just uh, the team that Denver played last week. That, that 
joke of a of a game. Do you remember? Oh, the uh, the the Chargers. Yeah. They have an, they have one. They've got an African American head coach. So now people of color are getting head coaching positions, and it's not it's no longer like it's apparently maybe if it's not fifty fifty right down the middle, then there's going to be a problem. But it's certainly better than it was in years past. I guarantee you. Marvin Lewis will be fired this year because there are now other African-American head coaches and the Bengals will not have to be these terrible, terrible people for firing an African-American head coach. You know, that, that, that is very true. And, and it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, get into a topic that I'm going to let you lead into just because I'm going to be so entertained to hear what you have to say about it. But first, just in case you missed it, ICMY, in case you missed it, uh, week one, obviously the Patriots got their you-know-what kicked. Bills win, Falcons win, Ravens win, Steelers squeak by the Browns, uh, Cardinal or Lions win, Saxonville, the Jaguars beat up on Houston, uh, Oakland, Tennessee, I picked that one. Philly beats Washington, the Rams with a college football score, 46-9 over the Colts. Although I think Scott Tolzien might be the worst quarterback ever in the history of the NFL. Packers win, Panthers win, Vikings and Broncos. And then last night we saw that uh, terrible 13-9 to game in Cincinnati between those two. It's one we were just referencing a minute ago. Now, you, you mentioned that Cincinnati, you know, the, the terrible people to fire an African-American head coach. Speaking of African-Americans, and, and, and this is not to sound racist. I'm, I'm importing the news here. The White House called for ESPN to fire one of its most popular hosts after what she said about Donald Trump on Twitter. Now, do you do you remember the quote 100% or do you need me to pull it up? I need you to pull everything up. I want facts. All right. Jamel Hill Twitter. Twitter, I thought she also said something on a show, on a broadcast, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. She she could have. I I did not um, I did not see that. I don't really watch their channel uh, that much, and mostly for the reasons that we're about to get into. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm just pulling up her her tweet here. Um, she says Donald Trump. Tweet. She says ESPN is paying a really big price. Okay. Jamel Hill says Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has largely surrounded himself with other white supremacists. Now, that was on her personal Twitter. Okay. Um, she, she goes just to address the elephant in the room, is what she said. So it comes back out that the White House then tells ESPN, hey, you know, she's slandering the president of the United States. So Donald J. Trump tweets, ESPN is paying a really big price for its politics and bad programming. People are dumping it in record numbers. Apologize for untruth. Okay. And which, which the president fired back pretty, pretty well, pretty heftily. Now they're, they're, they're saying that uh, they're calling for the firing of Jamel Hill. Do you, do you sort of agree with, with that, with, with the White House? going that far with recommending the termination of Jamel Hill for a simple tweet? They are arguably one of the most popular channels on broadcast television today, ESPN. And they got yeah. 
You know, you know how they got about 13 of them. So you're going to put the president on blast, absolutely just annihilate him, call him a white supremacist, call everybody around him a white supremacist, and then you're wondering why people are calling for your job? My point was this. Not too long ago, we had an African-American president of the United States. If a white man even fucking snarled in Obama's direction, he was labeled a white supremacist, a fucking Nazi, racist, and was just beaten to death. So now you flip the roles. We got a white man for president, and you got colored people at ESPN slapping their gums, being racist in their own world, nothing's going to happen. ESPN is going to defend Jamel Hill until the end. And for that, I am excited to watch ESPN completely nosedive because Trump will bury them. And Fox Sports 1 is going to absolutely, they're going to usurp them. They're going to take over. ESPN is going to become VH1 to MTV, folks. I hope everybody's ready for it. Well, it's funny because ESPN comes out and they release a press release statement that says, we have addressed this with Jamel and she recognized that her actions were inappropriate. Okay, that's the only course of action that's been taken so far. Like you said, if this were a white show host... It's a double whammy. She is black and a woman. They are not firing her for this. If if this was a white host, a white male host, and it had made an African-American sort of comment, yeah, he'd be gone. He'd be off the air. I mean, you look at things that, that they suspend people for uh, at ESPN, and I have a buddy who works at ESPN, and, and, and you, you think about what they suspend people for and what they don't suspend people for, and you're like, wow, you know, that's, 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 a, bit, that's a bit biased there on that end. So, you know, again, ESPN, uh, Fox Sports 1 is definitely, gonna, definitely on its way up to take it over. Uh, ESPN is becoming too – uh, pop culture and and less about sports and and that's that's why I think ESPN that is ultimately a great is way to put it. That's a phenomenal point. Well, they are becoming way too pop culture and less about sports, Chris. You're very right. It says now here's the thing. Trump said when when Trump said in his tweet is being dumped in record numbers. I have the stats here in front of me. ESPN has nine or had H A D had 90 million subscribers as of September 2016. The most recent numbers uh, that it had reported, that's down 2 million from a year earlier and down from a high of 100 million in 2010. Okay, 100 million in 2010, 90 million in 2016. They are dropping. I mean, they might seem like huge astronomical numbers, 90 million, but you dropped 10 million subscribers in six years. That's a lot. And, you know, you look at the changes that the programming has, has had in ESPN. You, you look at, at the different kinds of shows that they have now, and it, it's, it's, it's understandable. I mean, I mean, I've liked Michael Smith for a long time. Whenever back in the day when I was in, when I was in high school and even middle school, I mean, he's old. Back in the day, uh, I used to watch 
you know, around the horn. And Michael Smith, every time he was on, he would win. Every time it seemed like. And I was like, wow, you know, this guy's really good. You know, he's got that monotone voice, but he's like really, you know, really smart when it comes to this. Jamel Hill, I never knew who the hell she was until she got this show she with him. Now, I knew and who I, she was. She was on and around the horn. She was like just an out. She was one of those like she, she tried to make it big by copying Skip Bayless and by doing extreme takes and this and that. And it's like she literally at every at every chance made it about sex and made it about race. She has always done this. And I'm not going to lump in Michael Smith, like you said, like whatever. I, I've never liked him either, but you're being, you're being unbiased. I, I could not be more uninterested with their show, and it has nothing to do with having two black hosts. It's because of the way that they run their show. It is garbage television. It is. And, you know, there's no back and forth. It's just and, and I'm really trying to be cautious about what I say here. I, I know it doesn't matter, but, you know, you never know who's going to listen or who's going to have People what. People are going to – no, they're going to hear what they want to hear. At the end of the day, we're a couple of Nazis on this show, but we're having fun while we're I, doing it. <laughs> I guess so. But it, it's it's basically just two black people agreeing with each other is that whole show. You know, and, and yep. there's, there's yep. just – there's, there's, there's just back padding and genital sucking on that show. There's no debate. There's no argument. Michael Smith doesn't get on her about things. She doesn't get on Michael Smith. It's just like, oh, well, I think this is the case. Oh, you know what? You got a really good point there. I think blah, 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 blah. Let's and it's watch like, BET. Yeah, yeah, something, you know, and it's just – it's craziness, um, you know. And, and But, but that, again, hey, what, what can I say? You know, it, it, it's ESPN's the equal opportunity employer. What can I say? So the hey, but listen, bio according here, to the fans yeah. at the Red Sox, According to the fans at the Red Sox Stadium, racism is as American as baseball is. So, okay. whatever. Can I address that real quick? Can I address that real quick? I, I, I saw that sign, and it says, racism is, a, is as American as baseball. Now, I know what they were trying to say, that racism is, you know, has always been ingrained in America, and it's, you know, the pastime and all this. I understand what the sign meant. But when you read it and you say racism is as American as baseball, doesn't that sound like you're condoning it? Doesn't that sound like you're like, yeah, yeah racism, baseball, woo, you know? Like, you well, that's how I took it. Is that, is that not how it was meant? Is that not how it was no, meant? No, no, no. Boston. They... Well, no, yeah. You, you remember Boston had that yeah, 30,000 people on that one guy. Yeah, well, 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 yeah, but the, the, that big march that they had, Boston is about as liberal as a city as you can get. Um, and they, no, what this sign meant was that racism, what the sign meant was racism is as American as baseball, meaning it's it's been the pastime. It, it's ingrained in American roots. It's, you know, racism is, is you know, not going away. It, 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 it's part of us, which is unfortunate. But it's part of us, and you know it's a it's, a, it's as American as baseball is. Blah blah blah. It was a, it was a negative connotation, basically saying, you know, Americans are, are for the are inherent inherently racist. What it looked like at first glance is woo baseball, woo racism, woo America. <laughs> that's what it looked like. So that's why I, 
you, you got to kind of phrase things a little better if you're going to have them up because of course <laughs> national national television cameras are going to are going to get them you know are going to catch them so you know I, I don't That's think it funny. really went uh, the way he wanted it to there so well but, somebody should interview those people and ask them what they were what the message was they were actually truly trying to get out <clears throat> because whether yeah. they're liberals or whether they're you know racist I I just want to know what was the what was the point of that. Were you trying to piss people off? Were you trying to bring everyone together with a peace sign and you just didn't understand how it was going to come across? Like, I, I would like to know what, what the point of that was. Well, Boston Boston's an interesting city because they have this civil rights march, this 30,000-person march that they had for equality and rights and all this. Yet, were you at the that? Stadium, I, I was not at that. But they had they had the march. But yet, but yet they they call. There's reports in the stadium during the Orioles series a couple of series ago that they were calling Adam Jones yeah, the, the Orioles. That's who it was. Was it Adam Jones? I believe it was. Yeah. So, yeah. it's just like Boston. What is it? Are you are you bigots like the rest of us, or are you guys going to be different? I mean, what, what's what's the deal? Because you can't be calling. You can't be yelling n-word slurs at. Baseball players, <laughs> and then march, and, and, and then march for rights and equality. It just it doesn't, think, it doesn't work. I think, I think the state of Massachusetts is divided straight up the middle with liberal fucks who want to sit at a at a Starbucks with free internet on their on their MacBook Pros, and a bunch of spoiled. You know what it is? Fifty percent the liberals. And then it's 25% spoiled rich white people who are truly racist at heart because of how they were raised in the silver spoon. And then the other 25% are working class, like blue collar, that are also racist. That's how Boston is. Now, what, what the liberals are, are deciding on this month, who the hell knows? But I'm telling you, Massachusetts is divided up into those three sectors. And it's half racist and half, like... Peace, happiness, Gandhi. That's exactly what Massachusetts is. Anybody who wants to dispute yeah. me on that, I welcome it. But I trust yeah. me, I've spent enough Hatred time doesn't grow on our soil. Yeah, hatred doesn't grow oh, on God. our soil. Man. Yeah, and yeah. they all have a Tom Brady above their bed. Yeah, and, and and they can't have Chipotle, or no, excuse me, not Chipotle. They can't have Chick fil A because the guy doesn't believe in being open on Sundays. Um, so here's, here's my, here's my thing now. We're talking about the NFL power rankings. We've got about three minutes left to go here. The Dallas Cowboys have moved up in the power rankings, but they're not, they're not top five yet. They're in the top 10. Uh, wondering if you agree right now with the NFL power rankings as they've been updated after week one. Can you read them off? Them off. Well, yeah, I'm just pulling them up here. Uh, week two power rankings. So, the hold on, let me just put this on mute because I know it's going to happen. I'm going to pull up the page and it's going to start with music and <laughs> talking. It's going to be it's going to be annoying. Oh, yeah. All right. So number one, Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, again, this is on ESPN, of course, but um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and, and you know, I'll give you this. I'm just going to put this little side note in there before I read off the top ten. T.J. Watt is an animal. I'm happy we have who we have, and, and I like Jalen's. No, you're not. You, yeah, no, you're not. Yeah. There was you, an article about you, how we busted with Taco. I was right. Yeah, TJ, TJ Smith is, is, is ridiculous. Anyways, Pittsburgh Steelers are number one. Green Bay Packers are number two. 
Uh, Kansas City Chiefs three. Somehow, with that terrible defense and Rex Burkhead as their leading wide receiver, the New England Patriots are number four. Uh, number five. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, are number they the five, only one in the top five with a losing record? Uh, they are. Yes. That is absurd. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, they they allowed the, the most yards. through week two, not through the last two seasons. Yeah, they've, they've, they've allowed the most yards. 537 wow. and the most points and the most points 42 by a Bill Belichick coach team ever in week one. Okay. So yes, they drop, they go from number one to number four. So I guess you could say it's a fall from grace, but nah. now the Dallas Cowboys, number five. Okay. Oakland Raiders, number six, Atlanta Falcons, number seven, Seattle, number eight, Philadelphia, number nine, and the Detroit Lions, number 10. So they're one of two teams, Seattle being the only other one who fought a clo- who lost a close game to Green Bay. They're the only two teams in the top 10 with losing records. So, I mean, what do you feel about that? Do you agree with that list or what? I don't agree the Patriots are on it simply because of how bad they looked. I think the Patriots I mean, how should be. Can you have a team with a losing record above a team with a winning record? Uh, they, I guess they base it on how they played and like who was injured and oh, they, God, there's a man. big formula. It's almost it's almost like that system. What's that that QBR system that they put together? It, there, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. Uh, well, if it makes you feel any better, um, the the Bucks and Dolphins are 13 and 14 and they haven't played a game yet. So just just goes to show you ES, right. just just goes to show you yeah, ESPN ES, ESPN good. programming, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So right. we are officially off ESPN bandwagon. All right, give me your top five real quick. I'll give you my top, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. I like that Steelers. Um, Steelers, Packers, Cowboys, uh, Falcons, and so let's just throw in I don't know the Raiders. Okay. I got I've got Oakland one, Dallas two, Green Bay three, Carolina four. Ooh, and, Carolina's a good one. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll find I'll 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 budge and I'll throw the pass in at five. With a losing record, just out of respect. All right. Fair enough. For those of you out there listening, 425 CBS on Sunday. Hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? We'll see you next Friday. Oh, will you walk away?
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.